Welcome to What's Working in Washington. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Today, why you may not have heard from the region's best entrepreneurs. The entrepreneurs that we oftentimes deal with are not these sort of larger-than-life uh, Elon Musk types that are out there. They are folks that have a tremendous amount of technical depth and background. They are very thoughtful and in some ways conservative. The overall health of an entrepreneurial community that creates companies is often measured by how often those companies get sold. The conversion of ownership to cash that can be recycled again into new investments and new companies is the lifeblood of every successful innovation community around the world. Well, our next guest is a finger on the pulse of how our local business sales are going in innovation and government contracting. That's Kevin DeSanto, Managing Director and Co-Founder of Kips DeSanto. And he and I are going to talk about how he's seeing the local environment for mergers and acquisitions of technology and government contractors. Kevin, it's great to have you. Jonathan, thanks for having me as always. Great to get a chance to chat with you. Well, I, I, and then I set up, I said you have a finger on the pulse. So how is a local market for mergers and acquisitions and how do you compare it to what you've seen in prior years? We are in a very unique time right now. The overall market environment particularly in 2017 and 2018, was healthy. Uh, there was a lot of merger and acquisition activity, particularly in the government contracting space. In 2017, um, roughly 100 transactions. 2018, um, it'll be right around 90 when we're done getting the count in. Um, and we think 2019 is going to be at a pretty similar level um, to what we saw this past year. Uh, in general, there is a, a tremendous ecosystem that requires M&A to be a significant part of the strategy for the larger companies in that government contracting sector. And so uh, we're seeing folks look to diversify into new customers or into new capabilities. And one of the primary methods for doing that is through acquisitions. Mm -hmm. It's interesting to me that a lot of people who talk about DC tech look back to the internet bubble, the telecom bubble, and say, well, we've never had a level of activity like that again. My sense is that in actuality, the merger and acquisition market of the market and government contract and cybersecurity tech and so forth is probably as vibrant or more vibrant than the internet bubble. It is. And I've always said that it's it, it, the, the only issue that we have today versus what it was 15, 20 years ago was that there were more name brands in this market that the consumer knew or the mm. average sort of citizen in the area knew. A lot of the names of the companies that we work with or the companies that are being acquired are just not consumer brands. They're not recognizable names. And so we're seeing the same amount of activity, but it may not percolate up to a level of being on the front page of the post or uh, in somebody's living room conversation at a, a cocktail party. But we're seeing a tremendous amount of activity and uh, we're seeing a lot of folks coming in from outside of the D.C. area uh, to try to take advantage of this ecosystem. And each time one of these businesses is sold, a founding team or a management team where the stockholders make lots of money and they turn and do this again. Why, why is it? Is it a failure of the people in the media to understand? Why is it that the reality of our market, which is this heavily dynamic, and you and you're in the middle of it every day? Why isn't that story told more often? You know, that's an interesting question. I think that this is a market where there is a great deal of sort of subtle personalities. Um, the entrepreneurs that we oftentimes deal with are not these sort of larger than life uh, Elon Musk types that are out there. They are folks that have a tremendous amount of technical depth and background. 
They are very thoughtful and in some ways conservative entrepreneurs, yeah. which can be sort of an oxymoron or you know, can be uh, an odd combination. But generally, we see folks that have really worked hard to stay out of the limelight. And therefore, they're not seeking it. Even when the transaction's a great success, they're oftentimes behind the scenes. I think that's a great point. I also think that many people who come to this region come here to serve, and they do serve. And if you're involved in public service or you're involved in national security, guess what? It's not about you. That's right. It isn't about you. It is about the greater good, and there is a a great deal of that. And it's one of the things that I've always enjoyed about the sectors that we focus on, whether it's national security or it's healthcare or it's other parts of this government um, industry. Uh, we just get to meet great people who have sacrificed a tremendous amount in order to provide a better service or to uh, make the citizen uh, experience better or have put us in a position where we're going to get much greater benefit from what the government provides. So this market is incredibly dynamic. There's a lot of wealth creation. There are serial entrepreneurs everywhere if you know where to look. They're not venture capital backed. They don't wave their arms. They're not talking about any gravity machine. Just get stuff done. With all that, we just went through government shutdown, this you know episode air in a couple of weeks. Maybe there's another one then. You never can tell, it seems. What was the effect of the shutdown? Was there any effect on the companies in this region from the first shutdown? There was, yeah. I mean, in late December through January, there, there certainly was an impact. And it does depend on the customer base, right? Because the shutdown wasn't universal. Um, you know, it was a smaller portion from a a dollar vantage point, uh, it wasn't the majority. And so there were companies that were absolutely fine as a result of that, particularly if you're in the defense or intelligence arena, uh, the VA, the Veterans Affairs uh, Organization, as a, an example. Uh, but if you were supporting DHS or some of these other places where there were uh, more impactful implications of the shutdown, it was it, it's hard. Um, it is a it's a difficult experience to go through. I think um, uh, we, we've seen it in lots of different ways. I mean, you saw the the news footage of the federal employees or the contractors that were, um, you know, really upset and really struggling through those times by missing paychecks or, or being in difficult financial situations. But I think from a company vantage point, it's also tough because there's some tail to this as well, right? If there were decisions that were needed to be made, they didn't get made, and then everybody has to get back into their seat, and it takes a few weeks, a few months to get there. It could be a contract award. It could be a deliverable that requires um, approval of a customer before you get an invoice paid or uh, uh, your, your accounts receivable get collected. And so there, there's a definite impact. What we have seen from the top down is that the buyers and the investors in this community are – um, viewing it as resilient. And it might have been a 37-day shutdown, or it might be that there's a hiccup here uh, coming up and getting a full-year budget passed, or it might be a continuing resolution in October. But they view this sector as a whole as one where you can have a lot of success as a buyer and investor in growing your business because you do, despite some of these challenges, have a great deal of visibility into the budgets and into the customer needs and demands. And so there's a sense that even with some of these hiccups here, um, which you know could be characterized as larger than hiccups to some of the folks or, or participants, even with that, there is a very, very strong opportunity to build great businesses in this sector. Absolutely. And what we have to do in another segment is we have to remind everybody that it's cool to be in government contracting. That's right. <laughs> <laughs> Kevin DeSanto, thanks for joining us today. Great. Thanks, Jonathan. Thanks to Tandem Innovation Alliance, a community connecting .com, .org, and .edu. 
Subscribe to the Tandem Innovation Alliance newsletter and get innovation news that you can use. Our executive producer is Tracy Madigan, online writer Barbara Ulrich, music provided by two D.C. region bands, Two Car Living Room, and The Sunbathers. I'm Jonathan Aberman. Thanks for listening. See you next time.